Have you ever found yourself at the gym and seeing that, that woman with the incredible body, the flat abs and, and the strength, and immediately your brain comes up with all the reasons why it was easier for her, why she was more lucky than you, right? Or what about on Instagram that the person with a successful, thriving career while yours is still on the struggle bus? Today's special guest puts a spin on this jealousy and these feelings that we actually just talked about by using the power of self-love, okay? Now, if your head just came up and said, oh, that's selfish, or that's for luxury, people who have the time, this is for you. If you just said that, this is for you. The power of Stephanie's story is incredible. It's inspiring. It's amazing. And I am so pleased to call Stephanie my friend. She is phenomenal and honestly, one of my favorite people to follow on Instagram. If you knew her now, you would never have guessed that as a teen, she was addicted to all the things because now she is like the biggest boss babe on the face of the planet. She is the CEO of Powerhouse. Like phenomenally amazing, right? You can find her at findyourinnerpowerhouse.com. And she's a self-love coach. She's a mom of two beautiful little divas. And she truly loves helping women find this self-love so they can feel that and know that they are enough and can live life authentically, fearlessly as the powerhouse they were created to be. Mm. I love this girl. I'm so excited to share her with you. Listen in because she's a rock star. Here we go. In this podcast, we explore how doing all the right things, having everything in order, doing it all, and hustling don't actually help us really make an impact or achieve our goals, as well as what actually does. This podcast is for people who want to know that living a resonating, inspiring life isn't easy or comfortable, but so much more. I'm your coach, Cosette, and this is More Than Enough. Stephanie, I'm so glad you're here with us today. I'm so excited to talk with you on the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be a guest here. Thanks for allowing me to be on the show. Of course. You know, it, it's really cool. So for the listeners here, um, Stephanie and I met on Instagram and I was attracted to your account, Stephanie, because of the message you share and just the vibe that you give with women. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's an honor. That's the goal is that I can attract women who are wanting to help women be just like them best selves. So thank you for that. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and I really love, especially that you share so much authenticity on your account, like so much of the struggle and, and the reality of being a mom, sending your kids to the daycare, right? Yes. Like I yes. think that was your post today, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you guys are, it's drop off time. Goodbye. Go. See ya. Mom, mom needs a break for a second. <laughs> yes, totally. I like that. Um, and also your mission. So, so tell us how you came to find your mission even that you share for your business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's kind of a long story, but I used to actually work in finance. I worked in finance for 10 years. I was the vice president of a finance company and, um, it brought me a ton of joy at the time and it brought me happiness and it provided like a, an amazing life for me and my family. Um, 
but I didn't really love myself. And so I didn't show up fully as my best self because of that. Mm -hmm. And, um, so my goal was, I'm like, okay, I just, and so kind of back up a little bit more than that. I, uh, got divorced. So it'll be two years in November. And that kind of started my whole like self-love journey is when we started going through our separation and we were going through counseling. I realized like, wow, I'm not being my best version of myself and it's causing me to not fully love myself. And it didn't, I didn't fully show up as the best wife I could be. Mm -hmm. I wasn't fully showing up at my company that I worked for just all these things. Right. And so I hired actually a life coach to help me Uh to be like, Hey, like I want to find self-love. I just want to do like, I want to be my best self. And so in the past, it was always, if I have this super big unattainable goal, almost, almost then I'll find, find my self-worth is what I used to always think about. Uh-huh. So I hired this coach to help me be a TED talk speaker. Cause I wanted to be a TED talk speaker. I'm like, this is like my life mission. That's all yeah. my goal is. I want to be like Brene Brown, like Mel <laughs> Robbins, like I will be yeah. this person, you know? Yep. And, um, well, God had a totally different other plan for that. And so <laughs> through going through her coaching program, she asked me this question. She said, if you could be healed from one thing, what would it be and why? And that this question still always gets me every time. Cause I like go back to that spot. And mm-hmm. I was like, if I could be, if I could just love me for me and if I could be healed and I could look in the mirror and I could be like, wow, like you're enough. Mm-hmm. That would be the biggest game changer of my entire life. And that question sparked something in me that was like, why don't I think that already today? And, um, so that started me on my mission is like, okay, what do I have to do to feel like I'm enough? And like starting asking myself really hard questions and learning about me. And it became this whole journey. And through that journey, I was like, I found like the secret sauce of life and it's self-love. And like, <laughs> this is like the thing, this is like the best pizza sauce of all time. Right. And so that became my mission is like, I'm like, okay, I got to leave the company I work for. I have to just pick up and go. And I need to share this message with like every single person that is willing to just hear me. Like I'd be at the coffee shop. I'm like, do you have self-love? Can I tell you about self-love? <laughs> like, like, girl, like, would you calm down? Like we're closed. Get out of here. And, um, but it was just like, it, it literally changed me at my core and it sparked this fire within me. And like I said, God had a different plan. Um, so I was going, I meditate all the time and I was meditating and I saw this vision of me just like with hundreds of women and we were just like, just like connecting and like, you could like feel this connection and like, you could feel like love and community. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, this is what I need to do. I need, I need women to connect. I need women to find self-love. I need women to understand like their worth and they're worthy of it. And like that you are just so enough. And so I just started hosting free events and women just came. I was like, Oh, people okay, cool. This is going to work. <laughs> and so that was, I'm like, this has to be what I have to do. And so I left my company and started my own business of doing that. And here I am today. So yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's so cool because I think so many times, I mean, on the business aspect, right? We think all this logical crap about, okay, what's my expertise? What's my passion? I got to logically figure this all out, but it's so organic. It's so natural. Yes. I think if you just, if you, if you really sit and be silent, you actually hear what you need to hear. Mm -hmm. So through silence, like you find yourself, right? And 
that was when I was silent and actually just let myself be. And I found my own inner voice and I like asked myself hard questions and I grew. I realized like, oh, this is what brings me actual joy. This is what brings me happiness is like helping other women find their self-love and connecting and teaching that and creating this community. And um, I'm in Utah and uh, there's a religion here that's really big here. It's called uh, LDS religion. Mm -hmm. And um, they, and there's nothing wrong with that, but the way because it's based here in Utah, a lot of women feel that their only way of worth is through being a mom and through being a stay-at-home mom at that. Mm -hmm. And so um, if they are to do anything outside of that, they feel like they're doing something wrong. Yep. And so that's been like a mission for me is to be like, no sister, like do whatever you want to do. Like be the best you, be the best mom. Mm -hmm. And like, honestly, if you're not, if you're not doing it anyways, you're not being the best mom. If you're not fully loving mm -hmm. you of you you're not being the best mom and that was one thing that I had to learn the hard way and realize like through my own self-love is that if I fully show up for me I fully show up for my kids I fully show up for everybody else and so you have to water your own garden and every day you do that you can water someone else's you know yeah I like that. Yeah. You got to water your own garden so you can help others. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and like you're in full bloom. So you help others bloom, you know? Yeah. You're like, cause you can't help people get to a place that you're not. Totally. Exactly. Like, I, yeah, totally agree. It just doesn't work. <laughs> no, How are you watering people if you're dying of thirst? <laughs> exactly. You're like, Oh, I just like, and that's why on an airplane, right? I mean, everybody uses this analogy, but they say like, you have to put the mask on first. Like, and yeah. as a mom, you instantly want to put the mask on your kid. But if you're not alive, like you're not going to be able to take care of your kids. So you have to take care of yourself. You have to fill up your own cup. And when you do that, you literally just overflow and you can give to others and you can be the best mom. You can be more patient. You can be more intentful with your time. And otherwise you're going to bed at night and you're frustrated because you didn't actually show up for you anyway. So yeah. instead show up for you, girl, like do you, you know? <laughs> so true. Oh my goodness. Yes. Because we do that. We, we try and like, I mean, I, I use the analogy of like a water bottle like <laughs> yes, all the time. And like, you're trying to pour water out constantly. I'm like, well, it's going to empty at some point, right? You got to yes. have something flowing into it. And if you, instead of trying to pour it out, just hold it up and mm -hmm. keep filling it up. And all of a sudden it will just overflow. Yes. And then nobody's empty. <laughs> yes, exactly. And being a mom is hard enough. So it's like, you got to um, so kind of like back to here in Utah is like, I want to help women not, not have shame or guilt for being their best mom, for taking mm -hmm. time for themselves to go to the gym for 20 minutes or half hour to sit down and read a book, to take your kids to daycare. Like it's okay to do all those things. If it helps you be your best you and only, you know what you need for that, but there's no shame in that. There's no guilt in that. Like mom guilt literally can destroy someone. It, mm -hmm. it becomes this perfectionism thing in your head. And I realized that I was dealing with that so much. And I thought I had to be like this perfect, like Pinterest mom. And so I would like get mad at my daughter if she didn't want to wear an outfit I wanted her to wear. If she would take <laughs> out like a bread of her hair. I'm like, yes. we have got to be picture perfect ready all the time. Yeah. Like, what do you know? Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, how, this isn't living. Like, and why do I think that I have to be like this? And it was because I was trying to prove constantly that I was enough and that like I, I was the best mom I could be. And like, instead it's like, I just love who I am as a person mm -hmm. and I can that helps me to be the best mom anyways, you know? Yes. Yeah. I love that because it's so, I mean, I don't know how much you've listened to some of my stuff, but I share a lot of like other cultural, usually mm -hmm. French mindset, right? Because it's, it's kind of an American culture thing, right? It's not yeah. just Utah. Like I said, I've lived a lot of places and it happens there too, just in different ways. Right. But this, this mentality of Prince is perfect outward perfection. 
mm-hmm. right, is a very, very American perspective. Mm. Like that's just kind of how we see this. And I think it's, like you said, really destructive to getting this, this mom guilt, especially. Right. Um, or like dad guilt or guilt anywhere. Like, yeah, just guilt in general, because that it's, you're always constantly trying to fill that void. You're constantly trying to seek out others approval because like, well, I feel guilty. So maybe I'm just not enough. And so Mm -hmm. you're constantly doing things to feel as if you're enough, as if you're worthy enough. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that me not loving myself was showing up as a mom. And I was like, and then I was judging other moms for things that they would do rather than just being like, I love you sister. Like you get it. Like it's so being a mom is so hard in general. You're already hard on yourself. And then we do this like whole judgment and comparison and perfectionism. And cause we're not happy with ourselves. And so we're judging other people and we're trying to make them feel small because we truly feel small Mm -hmm. in ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so it's learning to just, if to not judge yourself and to have compassion for yourself and realize like there's no manual for your kids or anything else. And like, you can't, you can't compare yourself. You have to just do you kind of sometimes put your hater blockers on and like take care of your life and like, just make sure you're being your best, you know? And yeah. Yeah. I love that. I really, really do because, and I think another mindset shift to get there, right? Because I feel like so much of my journey is similar to yours, just different specific pieces. <laughs> love it. Love it. But but getting to this point of realizing like you have to be your first love. You really do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you're married, if you're not married, if you have kids, if you don't have kids, like if you do not love yourself, nothing else matters. Right. Which honestly, let's talk about this one for a second. Because so many people think it's selfish. Mm. to love yourself or to take care of you, like self-care, self-love. Like they think it's so selfish. Let's talk about that. Right. Yeah. Um, I, people ask me that all the time because they're like, oh, you're the self-love coach. Yeah. So is it self-love selfish? I'm like, well, let's back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, self-love is knowing that you are enough and self-love is self-discipline mm-hmm. and self-love is showing up for you fully. And that is not selfish whatsoever because when your cup is full, you have more to give. And that's, that's like the best part of life is giving back to other people and impacting someone else's life and making them feel full. But you can't do that if you're running on empty and it is absolutely not selfish whatsoever. And so you have to be able to learn that, you know, you, that's a, I could, that's a fixed mindset is that, Oh, if I do this for me, then that's me being selfish. But really you, if you take that down a little bit, that's really just an excuse you're telling yourself. So you don't have to show up for yourself out of fear because you're like, wait, if I really start to love myself, what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And my theory on this is that the, the amount of love you have for yourself is the amount of love that you'll allow to receive mm-hmm. and the amount of love that you'll also give because you can only give as much as you have mm-hmm. and you can only receive as much as you're willing to receive for yourself. So if you can't fully love who you are, if you can't look in the mirror and be like, oh, I love myself so much because of all these qualities, when someone else says that about you, they're like, hey, like, man, like I see like how brilliant you are. I see how smart you are. I see how elegant you are. I see this compassion in you. You, you don't even hear that. You, you mm-hmm. take it in one ear and you put it out the other because you yes. have this inner voice that tells you, no, mm-hmm. you're not enough. No, you're not really that person. They're just being nice to you. But instead they just gave you this amazing gift. They saw something in you. They saw you. Like we all want to be seen. We want to be heard and they're seeing you, but because you don't see it in yourself because you don't love yourself, you're not going to receive that gift. They just gave you, you're not going to receive that compliment. You're not going to receive it and run with it and shine brighter for yourself because you don't love yourself with it. And it becomes like this birthday gift that like, let's say you gave your 
best friend or your your husband or whatever this amazing birthday gift you put all this thought and energy into it you're like oh my gosh you like is obsessed with golf so you like buy all this amazing golf stuff you wrap it up like you do this whole um like scavenger hunt for it. like you put all this time and energy into it right yeah and he gets it and he's like this is so stupid I hate this why would you give this to me like that would just tear you apart right yeah that would hurt so bad yes yeah and you're like I put all this time and energy to it when someone sees you and they give you this compliment. It's the same exact thing as you taking apart this gift that you gave to them. Because they're giving you a gift. They're helping you be seen. But if you can't see yourself, you can't love yourself, you're always going to throw that gift away. You're always going to make that gift smaller than it really is. And so that's why self-love is so important is that then you really get a shine. Because you love yourself, you allow others to love you. And when you don't, it becomes this shame cycle because you don't actually want to accept the love that people are giving you. And so yeah. you push them away, you say you're not enough, or you make them see bad things in you because you don't see the good in you. Does that make sense? Yeah. I know that was a long answer. But. No, that totally makes sense. It totally makes sense. It reminds me of kind of the mindset you, that at least youth have in my mm -hmm. mind. Like, you know, young girls are always like, well, if I don't feel good enough, if mm -hmm. I don't feel beautiful enough, when I get married, my husband will make me feel beautiful. I'm like, oh, honey, that's not going to work. No, you have got to feel beautiful first. Otherwise, every single time he tells you, like you said, you're beautiful. It is out your mind. No, it's not. Yep. No, yep. I'm not. I'm not beautiful. I'm yep. ugly. Look how fat I am. Right. Yep. I'm like, you're exactly. overrunning it with hundreds of thoughts and just like, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. Or you, or you go into like, especially, um, for younger girls, like you're always, I mean, people are obsessed like with like eyebrows and makeup and like outfits and like all this stuff. And I get it. I do stuff like that too. But let's say you go out and about one day and you like fully get ready and no one compliments you and is like, oh, you look so cute. You look so beautiful. Like you're expecting it on that day because you feel like that's the only time you should be allowed to receive that love yes. versus when you're just out and about, no makeup on, you look crazy, you're disgusting, your hair is a hot mess. And if someone com compliments you and they're like, oh, wow, you look so cute today. You're like, no, I don't. No, I, I don't. I, and you won't yes. receive it. Right. People and say that all the time. You're like, no, like. You know, it's, it's a shove offish things like, oh, like I'm in yoga pants. Like, yeah. And you're like, yeah. And you look freaking dope. Look so great. feel it, girl. Yeah. <laughs> like, and we won't, we won't allow ourselves to see that compliments the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, we're expecting a man as on a woman part to yep. bring us that happiness or to say like, oh, I'm complete. I'm enough. Yeah. I'm beautiful mm -hmm. because they see that where a man can definitely add to that and make you feel prettier mm -hmm. and confident and stuff like that. But if you are putting that on someone else, A, that's not fair for them. Mm -hmm. And B, that's not, you're, you're putting your love and your worth in someone else's hands. You're giving them that much power over you when you have the power to see in yourself, mm -hmm. like, no, I'm enough just as I am with makeup on, without makeup on. I just put my hair and it's like a hot mess like that too. But that's great. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. It's like you just have to be able to fully love you no matter what. And when you do that, it's crazy how the universe aligns like everything for you. Cause it's like, okay, finally you see yourself. Now we're gonna open up all these doors. I'm like, it's just Cool. Yeah. 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 I like that. The universe is like, yay. I'm yes. so glad you know who you are. Okay. Let's yes. open opportunities. <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. I love that's it. awesome. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I do love that so much. Um, that's just crazy. I had a thought earlier when you were talking about like that inner voice, right? Mm, yeah. Because I think there's kind of a, like a paradox or a dichotomy, like the two ends of a spectrum almost here, right? Because there's an inner voice that's critical, right? But then also, like you talked about before, if you sit still enough and listen enough, there's that inner voice that also gets you what you need. Mm. 
So there's both like there's the inner is not bad. Right. It's just that, that there's the good part that's trying to say, Hey, the whispers of like, Hey, you're supposed to do this or Hey, go over here. Or this would be exciting too. Or, Oh my gosh, don't you know you're beautiful? Just listen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And I agree with that. Like, so Mel Robbins, um, she talks like the five second rule mm-hmm. and she says like, you have five seconds to act. Right. So we have this inner voice that goes off that tells us, Oh, like, Hey, you're not good enough or just go for it, sister. Like go yeah. try it out. And it's what voice do you, or what voice you're going to choose mm-hmm. to listen to. And it's also, Brene Brown talks about this all the time as well, but like, what's the story you're going to tell yourself? So what's the story that you're choosing to believe? What's the story that you're choosing to tell yourself? Cause that's the inner voice that can either be your best voice or your worst critic. Mm-hmm. And I mean that, that bad inner voice is always, it still is there for me. I, I still hear it. It still tells me sometimes that I'm not enough or that I won't, that I'm not smart enough, that I can't be pretty enough, like whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Right? It can happen at different times, and different moments. Yeah. So and I usually say, your worst moments too, right? Oh, totally. Totally. <laughs> and so it's like, it's, it's sitting and being like, okay, where did that thought come from and why? Mm-hmm. And what's stemming that? Mm-hmm. And how can I choose to change that inner voice mm-hmm. and take my power back and affirm that I am enough? And it could be just like simple where maybe you're at the store and you see a girl and you're like, oh my gosh, she has like the best body and she has like the best outfit. Mm-hmm. And so in your head, that voice says, well, yeah, you're never going to look like that. And so it's like, okay, so what I did for myself was I learned to have love for that person instead. And I learned how to change that to a grateful heart. So changing that inner voice from I'm not enough to, wow, what an opportunity. Like, I bet that girl puts in so much work for that body. I bet that girl eats super healthy. Like she is rocking it. And I made myself challenge myself to then go give her a compliment, a genuine I like so that. that. Way I learned how to change that frame of thought. And that way I didn't judge other people or compare myself to other people. It was showing this love and this like mm-hmm. gratitude for this person because it's making my inner voice want me yeah. to be better instead yeah. of my inner voice saying I'm not enough. So it's just changing that and like changing how you think about it and the story you want to tell yourself about it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. The way you reframe it. Cause a lot of times we talk about like, well, just don't do right. Just don't be critical. Just yeah. don't be judgmental. But but the fact is those thoughts are going to come. Absolutely. You're yeah. going to, you're going to have the critical judgmental thoughts. I mean, it always happens. Like, especially as moms, you've got like the saggy skin and the scars and then you see somebody and you're like, yes, she's so beautiful. And I love that her stomach is flat and she doesn't have, you know, all right. the things that you hate. Right. Yeah. But like you said, instead of just saying, oh, don't do that. Right. Yeah. Flipping around saying, you know what? I bet she puts so much effort into that. I bet she works really hard and she watches what she eats and like, good for her. Yeah. And you praise them for it. And then it gives you a heart of gratitude versus in the past, I would judge them and be like, oh, well, you know what? They probably got a boob job or they probably got a tongue tongue or Mm -hmm. you know what? They must have so much time on their hands to go to the gym. Okay. Well, guess what? I could do those same exact things. What are the excuses that I'm telling myself? And if I wanted that, then I can go choose to have that. And instead I can show love and compassion for her and be like, wow, like, you just motivated me. Thank you so much. And it's crazy because women don't, we won't just go say stuff like that to other people genuinely. Yeah, we should. Ever since I've changed that. Yeah. I'll go to people and be like, oh my gosh, my girl just want to let you know, like you have a rock and bod, like you look at me, like get like, what? Thank you. Like people are just like so taken back by it. And it's hard for them to take that compliment. I'm like, get it girl. Like, what do you do? And some people like, oh, I was just blessed with this. I'm like, even better sister. Like God bless you. Like, you know, but it's like, okay, cool. Like, thanks for owning that. Or, 
And the other thing with that too is like, I don't think we all realize that every woman is going through something in their head that makes them yeah. like they're not enough. Mm-hmm. You could see like mm-hmm. the most amazing person that has like the, what seems like the most amazing life, but inside they could be having some crazy inner battle that you have no idea about. Mm-hmm. And that's what everybody has this other inner voice that's telling them something. We're all yeah. kind of chasing this. And so if we can just all stop judging each other and telling each other instead that you are enough and like loving each other, how could we change the world? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It's like, be the change you want to see in the world. You don't want people to criticize you. Stop criticizing other people. Exactly. Exactly. Stop criticizing yourself too. I was going to say that. And and that's how you do it. I think is like when you stop criticizing yourself and instead you start to find like love for yourself and gratitude for yourself, that's what, that's what changes your mind shift. And that's, what's cool is we all can rewire our brains anytime we want to. Like we have the choice every single day, how you want to think. And you have 70,000 thoughts a day. So how aware are you of your thoughts? How conscious do you want to be of your thoughts? And like, that's for me is like, I want to be in control of what I'm thinking and what I'm doing and what I'm consuming and what I'm putting out there. And so yeah, where it comes from, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Cause it's so like, we have so much power. Why do we give it away so much to, to other people? I don't know. I, I don't know if it's like, that's how I wish I knew that answer. I would love to know that answer. Like, <laughs> Like, is it because we're just seeking constant approval from like the time that we're little and like, we want to just be, we want to be enough, right? That's like the yeah. biggest thing is people say that I want to be enough. Yeah. Um, so is it that we're giving our, we give our power to other people because then we feel like, oh, if they like me, then I'm enough. Yeah. And it's like, why, why can't we just give ourselves our own power? And yeah. that's what I'm trying Do it to. myself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? Oh my gosh. I love that so much. Cause we so need that. I mean, I think, and I don't know if your life coach told you this, but it's always like in the back of my mind, like whatever you're suppressing is what you're attracting. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you're suppressing the critical thoughts of yourself or or you're, you're letting the criticism out and suppressing the goodness, Mm -hmm. right. Then it's going to start like, you're going to see the good in others and then feel more guilty about it. Right. Yeah, exactly. You're you suppressing your own good. How come I'm not like that? But really it's also the same, like the good you see in others, you have the good in you. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who said this quote, but it's like everything that you imagine you want to be, you already are. You just have to Mm -hmm. let yourself be. And it's, we're so afraid to actually be the best versions of ourselves out of fear or like what people might judge me or, Mm -hmm. you know, people are going to be critical of that. But when you imagine like the best version of you, every quality you can think of, you literally already possess. You have all that within you. Mm -hmm. You just have to let yourself be that person Mm -hmm. and don't be afraid to be that person. And that's to me, how you take your power back is that it's like shell by shell, like I'm really like the onion and like, it might be scary and you might cry and it might hurt a little bit and you're going to tear up, but like that it'll be the best thing. I mean, onions aren't that delicious. So that's kind of a bad analogy, but like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But like, at the end of it, like when you get to finally be you and you're like, okay, world, see me. And I'm totally yeah. okay with it. Like, that's like the best thing ever. That's how you take your yeah. power. You know? Yeah. That's awesome. I love that you mentioned that because, um, in college we learned like in my program, we learned about that. It's called the subliminal self mm. or the sublime self. And like how much of a journey it is to just peel back the, the titles and the roles and all the stuff that we do. Right. And to really figure out who you really actually are. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think we get this like fixed identity of ourselves based yeah. on what someone else tells us we should be like, or, um, you know, so like a small example, but 
for me when I was little, people always told me I couldn't be athletic. And my brother was like this superstar athletic dude. Like he was just anything, like he was just brilliant at, like so amazing. And I'm super sure I'm like, had eye coordination is not my jam. Like I just, I'm like, I don't know what you want from me. Like I, I don't know. So yeah. when I was really little, people are just like, oh, you're just not athletic. Like that's yeah. just not your thing. So yeah. that became this fixed identity for myself that, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not an athletic person. Mm-hmm. And so that identity stuck with me for years up until like just the last two years. Like people be like, Hey, you want to go to the soccer game? You want to, you want to come play pickleball? You want to come play tennis? I'm like, Oh no, I'm not athletic. And I had never even tried. I literally never even tried doing it, but because I had this fixed identity that Mm -hmm. somehow I couldn't do it. And I was going to, I was going to look like an idiot. If I tried, people are going to make fun of me. Like I'm just, I couldn't do it. And I started to realize that um, I was like, what are some of these identities that are holding me back from being my best self? And this was a small one, but then when you sit and think about it, I'm like, how many opportunities did I miss out on? How many friendships Mm -hmm. did I miss on? your own inner strength and so um I started rock climbing so I was like okay well that's like athletic and 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 hand eye coordination and I did it and so when I climbed to the top of the mountain not like the top of the first wall I started to cry and the girl's like are you okay are you scared I'm like no I'm like I just did it and she's like what I'm like I did something that was athletic and my whole life people told me I couldn't do it yeah I'm like I literally climbed the wall like I climbed the mountain for me It, it was it was an actual wall and a metaphorical wall at the same time. Yeah. And, it, and it literally was a breakthrough for me because mm-hmm. I was like, wow, if I, if I could break that disbelief of myself, mm-hmm. what else can I break? And that's what kind of shot me into this life that I have now. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. How just like something so simple, you know, cause we talked about the fixed mindset earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the fixed identities, they're all things that are keeping you back from who you actually are and what you can actually do. Right. And we it's give crazy. that power. Like it's that it's, and I think that's where if we sit and be silent, we hear these things. And then that's how you choose to rewrite that story and choose mm-hmm. to be like, okay, where'd that stem from? And how could I change that belief about myself? And how could I prove to myself that I, that I can do that? Yeah. And with my clients, I always tell them, do it, do it through some sort of physical activity. Cause it's the easiest yeah. thing to prove to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like it is, um, I can't remember the guy who, rant who broke the world record for the fastest mile but like so that was a fixed belief for the whole world right is that nobody could run a mile less than four minutes like that was literally impossible the Mm -hmm. human body could physically not do it and i feel like his name's roger banson but i could be wrong but he's like i don't remember his name either (laughs) yeah but like he's but this story always like resonates with me he's like well i'll do it and Mm -hmm. so he did it Mm -hmm. and the next day people across the world did the same thing just because one person proved to them, Oh wait, that was a fixed belief. You, if you yeah. try, what could you do? And yeah. it's like, why don't we just try? You, you yeah. literally don't know. And like, for me, I never tried random sports. So I'm like, Oh, I can't do it. Yeah. And I never had done that before. It's like, how often do we do that in life where we let that fear, this fixed belief, this yep. one story hold us back from living your best life from yeah. seeing what you're really fully capable of. And so when people are like, oh, I, I can't run. Oh, I can't, I can't lift this heavy. I can't do that. I might try it. Try it. Yeah, just because do it. You can just try. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that hard. Oh, I didn't yeah. think I could do that. You know, and it helps people see like, oh, if I could do that, mm-hmm. what other stories am I telling myself that aren't true yeah. that I just got to work through, you know? I love that. Yeah. Because physical really is the best way. I mean, I think, I thought it was really interesting that you mentioned rock climbing because I used to do kind of that same thing, breaking through those limits and those identities with like a ropes course. 
Oh, that is so cool. So I love that. People like getting them to climb to the top of the thing and saying, now jump. Oh, <laughs> oh, yes. I can't do that. I'm afraid. I can't. I can't. You know, I'm like, just do it. Like, you'll be You're like, fine. well, yeah, you actually have no other option. You can't get down. So go. Yeah, basically. I'm like, there is no other choice. You have to go. And they, they'd go that. and they'd be like, I made it. I'm okay. I'm alive. Like, yes. I did something scary, right? And so what was like the breakthroughs with that? Did you help them like process that after and be like, okay, what else could you break through now? I'm like, yeah, How? exactly. I love that. Just like that. Like that same thing of like, look what you just did. You were so scared of this. Right. And look what you did and you were fine. And you like, some of them like it. Some of them are like, okay, I did that, but I don't want to do it again. But now at least I know I don't right. want to, I can, I just don't want to. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And it's like, okay, then what else are you holding yourself back from? Right. And what did that experience provide you too? Is like, oh, you realize mm -hmm. that you are stronger than you thought you were. Mm -hmm. You aren't as fearful as you thought you were. Yeah. Like you can make it. Oh yeah, you did fall. It hurt, but you got back up. Like, mm -hmm. and there's just so many things that we hold ourselves back from in life because we're so afraid of that. And yeah. like for me, that was even with starting my own business. So I was like, oh, can I have a business and be a mom? And like, leave this company where I made six figures at, I knew exactly what I was getting paid. I was a salary employee. I had, I had been, I made it, I'd been successful. Right. Yeah. And when I talked to, to my boss about it, he was like, you're, you're really, you're going to, you're going to leave like, and you're, and you're just going to start your own business. And he's like, do you have clients? I'm like, no. And he's like, what, what are you, so what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just, I believe in myself enough that like, I know this is what I'm supposed to do, that it's going to work out. And it was a really cool experience because he's like, wow, he's like, I am 60 plus years old and I've never known what courage really felt like until today. And like, for me, on the days that I'm like, I think I made a mistake. I don't know if I should have done this. I'm like, no, this is what courage is. And like, you're going to have hard times. You're going to fall. But like, you got to have that inner belief because when you believe in yourself, like you can do anything. Like literally there, there is no limitations on what you're capable of. Mm -hmm. in this life, in, in anything, period. If you truly just believe in yourself, if you love yourself enough, if you realize you are enough, just as mm -hmm. you are right now, everything you need is within you right now. Like yes. you just got to take some action, baby. And like, go make it happen. And mm -hmm. it's crazy when you believe in yourself and you love yourself and you say, I am enough. And I, I can, I will, I must like, what happens for you? You know, it's just like those people jumping off like, Oh, okay. I can do it. Like, cool, I did what it. Else can I do? What? You know? Yeah. I love that you added that. Cause I've always done, I can, and I will, but I love that. I must, I mm. can, I will, I must. It's not, it's not me. It's Tony Robbins. So I have to give him the credit for that. Cause <laughs> he's right. my man. All right. But, so Tony Robbins. <laughs> yes. Tony Robbins is life, but he always talks about that is like, I can, I will, I must. And so does Eric Thomas. They talk about that too, but it's like that phrase always sticks with me. And it's, it's because you change what you should do to what you must do. Yes. So, oh, I should probably work today. No, you must work today. Like if you want your dream to happen, you need to go do it. If you want to fully love yourself, you got to put in the work. It's not, oh, I should go to the gym. I should do this. I should read this book. I should ask myself these hard questions. I should sit down and heal from this old wound. Mm -hmm. I should change this something, believe about myself. It becomes that I must because I love myself enough that I know if I don't, I'm going to keep having the same pattern of life that I've had for the last 10, 20, 30 years. Yes. And you're going to keep showing up for yourself that same way. And mm -hmm. you self, we self-sabotage when we don't Dude. fully love ourselves mm -hmm. and we don't even see it until we see it. And then you're like, oh, I've done this in so many different ways for so many years, you know? Yes. I cannot tell you how many clients I'm like, 
will get into things like, like it takes a while sometimes to get them to fully see what's literally they're smacking their forehead against you know yeah. they're like oh i struggle with this i struggle with this and they're smacking their forehead against the wall and i'm like okay let's really take a moment and step back because that's not what you think it is mm-hmm. it's the fact that like you said you're not loving yourself enough you're not letting yourself really reach your full capabilities right you're restricting yourself. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> yes. All the time. I just want to smack people too. Cause, but like, but you, you won't see it until you're ready to see it, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And so you have to help. And just like, for me, I'm sure there's still things I'm not seeing. And then, and then yeah. the days I see it, I'm like, what? It's like, <laughs> um, I love telling this story to my clients. Like, have you ever driven somewhere a thousand times and you're driving on the road and then all of a sudden you see a building and you're like, where, where did this building come from? And you look at, you're like, it's been here for like 12 years. Like it's it's (laughs) an old building and I've driven down this road like 20,000 times. But until you actually want to see something, you won't see it. Mm. And until you're actually aware and you're present and you're like, okay, I'm ready to learn. Like the teacher can't appear. You won't hear what you have to hear and you won't see what you have to see. Exactly. But the second you're like, I want to grow. I want to change. I want to be taught. You see that building and you're like, well, where did that come from? Yeah. And it's just this own self-awareness and it's this beautiful gift. And that's like part of taking your power back and yeah. through self-love and like uh-huh. um, just being you. And I, I know like talking about like being a mom and stuff too, but it's like that, that made me be my best self as a mom. That made me realize, okay, here's how I show up for my kids is and here's how I find this self-love and this awareness of it and letting go of anything else I needed to. So I could be that best version of me. And that doesn't mean that I I show up as that person every single day. I still have to be aware of that and be like, okay, this is what I have to do, but it's up to us every day. It's a choice. Yeah. Yeah. I really, really love that because I mean, on the one hand, like for you, like you said, you're not going to see it until you're willing to see it, until you're ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on the other hand, I'm sure you've seen this as a coach, like trying to yell and scream at people like, come on, just see this thing that's right in front of your face, right? Yeah. But again, like you said, the, the coach, the teacher's not going to appear until they're ready. So no. you can be talking all you want, but until they're ready, they're not going to come, right? Right. Exactly. It's the same thing with self-love, right? Mm-hmm. Until you want to actually love yourself enough and you want, you're ready to receive that. And that's why self-love isn't selfish is like, because when you fully accept that and you're like, Oh, I want, I, I want to love myself enough. Yeah. You see it, you receive it. And then you receive the love everybody else has for you. But until you do that, people, people want to love each other. Like we, we do we literally want to show compassion mm-hmm. and we want to create community and we want to have this love and it's, it's a need, right? Yeah. And, it is. Um, but we won't, we won't accept it until we love ourselves. And I wish people could see that, that you self-sabotage yourself constantly until you fully love yourself. And that's why self-love is not selfish is because you end up hurting other people Mm -hmm. when you don't fully love yourself because you aren't willing to accept the love they have to give you, you know? Yeah. I love that. You're not, again, you're not fully willing and ready to even see what they're offering you. Yeah. Exactly. They could put it on a silver platter, yep. <laughs> gold everywhere, and you still yes. don't want it. Because <laughs> you, don't, you don't see it for what it is, and we don't see ourselves for what we are until we peel back all these layers that say, I'm not enough, I'm not worthy, I'm not perfect, I'm not a good mom, I have to compare myself. And then when you take it all back, and you're just you, and your rawness, and your glory, you're like, oh my gosh, I am enough. Yeah. And you really fully see that. Yep. That's the best gift, because then you start to see that in others because you yes. see it in yourself. And so you see that in everybody else and you, and then you, you become a flashlight. Like you shine your light literally for them. And as a coach, that's what I feel like I, my purpose is, is 
I'm going to hold this light for you. And I'm going to, I'm going to shine so bright for you until you can shine bright for yourself. And I can't slap you across the face. Like I want to be like, sister, like see this, (laughs) like, but it's, it's talking through it. It's helping them process. It's asking these hard questions and helping them answer, helping them answer their questions themselves. And through their own self-awareness, they're like, Oh my, oh my gosh. Like I've been, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. How you see it. (laughs) So that's like the coolest part of all time too. And they're like, I I can do this. I'm like, yeah, girl. Yeah, you can. Let's go. Let's make it happen. You know, I've been trying to tell you that. Yeah. In months and years now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's the coolest part. That's so cool. Oh my gosh. I love it. Okay. On that note, we're going to end, but how can people connect with you? Yeah. Um, Instagram, uh, Steph Isla. Facebook is the same exact thing. My website is findyourinnerpowerhouse.com. Okay. Um, and I'll have a podcast that'll be happening soon too. So I'll have you on it. Sweet. And, um, that's just going to be called just talking. And so that will be out next week. Just talking. Yep. Okay. And that's out when? Next week. Okay. I'll send you the link for it. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie, for chatting yes. with us. Um, you are awesome. And I love your message. And I hope anybody who's listening will get to the point where they can actually finally believe that they are enough and start seeing their own goodness. Yes. Cause you are enough. Everybody yes. is enough just as you are. You're perfect. Just as you, you are. are. So thank you so much for having me on. You're awesome. so amazing. Bless <laughs> you. I love it. Thank you. Yes. This episode was sponsored by the VIPs of awesomeness. The VIPs are the first ones who get their questions answered and the topics that they're curious about covered in upcoming episodes. They get first dibs. Supporters who become VIPs get to ask me their specific questions and get them covered. So you can become a VIP for as little as 99 cents a month at anchor.fm forward slash more dash then dash enough slash support. If that was too long for you, there's a link right below in the show notes. Just click on support this podcast and sign up. So excited to get answering your questions next.